You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. We're grateful for all of our listeners here on the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. And we've just been speaking this morning about the Christmas season, the 12 days of Christmas, uh, the beauty of family life, the gift of the Holy Family, and also how our families are not always perfect and that we need God. God doesn't make perfect families but he makes families that need his love. And we need each other. We need not only one another and also the power of Jesus and and the sacraments and and the goodness of God, but also at times we need sometimes outside help that can help our families stay connected. And that means, of course, taking care of our physical health, but also our mental health and our well-being. And so this morning, I'm grateful to be joined by Jim Kinyon, who is the Executive Director of the Rapid City Social Services. Jim, thanks for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Yeah, glad to be here. And, you know, it's Catholic Social Services out here, and I know you guys are Catholic Family Services in East River, and there are Catholic charities across the the listening area, but uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm such a great fan of the work you do and and bringing, uh, you know, uh, life and love, but also uh, needed resources to people in our area, and having having to be a priest and working with uh, Catholic social services in a variety of different areas, I know that there's no specific demographic. You know, our our services are available for people who are struggling financially that come from different backgrounds, but also people who are looking for a place to turn when they need help, and that that goes across all people, all status. Nobody is immune from the difficulties of human life, and that's what we offer in our in our social services as a church to help connect people with good resources that not only support and encourage their faith, but also support their wellness. And so, Jim, this morning, this, this time of year, the holidays can be particularly stressful. So we've been speaking about, you know, health and wellness you know, living our relationship, living out this Christmas season, you know, why are some things difficult during the holidays? What are some things we need to be aware of during this holiday season? You know, I, I think I think there's just a whole variety of things. I think there are a lot of families who go through, you know, some real challenges this time, you know, especially those who might have gone through a divorce or separation for those families who are alienated or for those who have had some real trauma in their family. Um, history and background. Um, you know, there's some great expectations that Christmas is supposed to be filled with warm, fuzzy, and a sense of belonging. And some people who struggle with depression actually experience that alienation and that, that um, separation in, in a very intense personal way. Mm. And that's probably more true this year than I would say ever before. Um, you know, the pandemic certainly has affected every area of our lives. And and I, and I think many of us are really struggling with the fact that, you know, going home for the holidays may not have been something that we were encouraged to do or supported in doing. And and um, trying to figure out, you know, um, how to how to uh, connect with those people we love. It's such an important time of our year. Um, this is just a, a, a real challenging time for many families, I'm afraid. Well, I can't agree with you more, Jim. It's uh, 
the level of uh, anxiety just in our national consciousness. We've gone through a turbulent uh, election cycle in our national election, not to mention the pandemic, all the fear, the public health concerns, and even all the extra anxiety in regards to should we get together with family for Christmas? Families now are more geographically separated than they had been ever before due to work and in our circumstances. And so now this time of year, usually where everybody would convene, a lot of those plans have been upended. People are frustrated. And I can just speak to that as a pastor, knowing different families, different people who said, we've had to change our plans, or unfortunately, we can't get together. And there's a lot of disappointment in those things. Um, how can someone cope with those, Jim? What are some good coping tools when we're standing in front of this disappointment, this anxiety, this frustration? You know, I, I think, one, it, it's really important for us to, to be aware that there's more than one disease, that there's mm. one more than one thing that, are, that is challenging us. We need to really be conscious of that reality. And COVID certainly is a very serious disease, particularly if you have any vulnerabilities. To downplay that or to pretend as if, you know, this is a, some kind of hoax, in reality, it is not a hoax. I'm sitting here in my office, and I can look up the nursing home where my mother is currently, and I can tell you 92% of the people in that facility contracted COVID. Mm. And they had 13 deaths. So for a very specific segment of our population, this disease is very, very serious. We also have another epidemic that's going on, and particularly in South Dakota and throughout the Midwest, and that's, that's suicide and depression mm. and anxiety and accompanying um, substance abuse or, or addiction history. And what we need to do for COVID is 180% opposed to what we need to do for people who are suffering from depression, anxiety, and, and substance use. Mm. They need to be engaged socially and spiritually. And, 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 you know, for many of us who are on the teetering brink of Father Tim of trying to decide, do we come back to our parish or do we not come to parish? Do we pray? Can we come and, and, and wear a mask or not wear a mask? You know, for many people who are suffering from the, from the epidemic of suicide, and we've seen a 40% increase in suicide across the state of South Dakota in the past three years. Mm -hmm. It's a very serious condition. And for some of those folks, they really need to weigh that out and realize that their engagement with their faith community, with God himself, is essential life-giving love. Mm -hmm. um, engaging them in positive activities. Um, doing what we can do to outreach to those family members we know who have vulnerability. You know, making a point to go visit my elderly uncle who's who's 86 years old and has been locked in at home. You know, I've gone through COVID. I'm not presenting an imminent threat to him. I'm one of the few people that can take this as an opportunity to reach out to him. And, and a person who's had great influence in my life. And, and to be able to share that love and life and support um, is really uh, vital mm. for people who need to get back to support groups, um, for recovery, for sobriety. Um, you know, the fear of COVID is one thing. Um, we have to remember that substance abuse is a chronic, progressive, and a terminal disease as well. And to leave that untreated is not merciful. And it, for some folks, they really need to weigh that out and find ways to engage um, and to, to connect with those folks who will get them out of a, um, a, a pattern of, of, of addiction that's really abusive. You know, solitary confinement is not what you recommend for someone with anxiety and depression. Mm. 
It might be what we need to do during COVID for a little bit, but we have to find active ways to engage our church, our faith communities. Um, doing online uh, masses that you're offering, Father, those are vital links uh, for people who are struggling against other diseases. And uh, just appreciate all the efforts our parishes, our pastors, and our faith communities have, have been about. And, you know, Catholic Social Services has actually done a lot of training for for church um, groups, for parish staff, and for our pastors throughout our diocese to really encourage them um, to continue to outreach, particularly for those people who are homebound. Mm. Uh, so important. You know, one thing, Jim, that's uh, really been surprising for me is how many of my elder parishioners are really savvy with online technology. And so through their children and grandchildren, they've been given, let's say, an iPad. And so they have the ability to navigate, and they may be 95 years old, but their competency is actually, I was quite surprised how they're easily able to, you know, through the means of apps, uh, to be able to access, you know, the parish online mass or the online book study through Zoom. Uh, and it's really, uh, that's a, it's a delight to see that the, the means of connectivity to that elder or that vulnerable population are there um, so long as we use our creativity and make that invitation and reach out to those people. But also, I encourage our parishioners to do those old-fashioned means of communication to write that letter, send that card, and make that phone call. And if it's someone you haven't seen in six months because of our circumstances, do not be afraid to pick up the phone. And if they cross your mind, the Holy Spirit has put that person in your mind and say, hey, I'm going to call up Bill. I haven't seen him since we stopped having coffee together at the town cafe for all these months. And just talk to him and just have a conversation with your friend. That's such a great remedy. And by doing that, you're sharing God's love with another person by an act of, you know, really just emptying yourself and making that leap. And I think we all need that encouragement to step out of ourselves and be that, that support for another person. You know, uh, Jim, you mentioned about recovery communities, and it's so vital. Of course, we, we hear the expression, meeting makers make it. And that's for people in recovery from addictions or alcoholism. But of course, we have many members who have struggled with gambling addictions or other you know, um, illnesses that affect their psyche. But with grief and depression, particularly for people who have lost somebody because of COVID this year, what are some other things we can do to support those people who are dealing with that sadness as well as the isolation? You know, one is what we're doing right now. Um, um, Catholic Radio is uh, just a tremendous asset, and particularly in times like this. Hmm. Um, you know, your radio interviews, your the our radio's effort to try and reach out, and I, I'm a donor and supporter, and this is why I because I know there are many who will benefit from technology and, and the advances and being able to do online services. And we, we offer, and I know Catholic Family Services offers telemental health services to reach out to families who have access. It's a great means. Um, but, but you're exactly right. I mean, I think we, we have to realize we are designed to connect. Hmm. The very way in which God designed us, put us together, um, communicates the reality that we're, we're vocationally called to give ourselves away to another, and to receive the gift of other. Solitary confinement is not 
the solution. And in fact, we know that in reality, that's a form of torture. Mm-hmm. And so for those of us that, 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 you know, do live busy and active lives, we need to really slow down during these holiday seasons. Many of us are home because we, we have vacation or because, you know, we're teachers or educators and we're not at home. Um, and you're exactly right. Sit down. Make a list of those family members who you know, whether they be struggling from a divorce, uh, whether they be, um, you know, a year sober, uh, whether they be, you know, elderly people in nursing homes, and really consciously put it in your schedule to make it a point to reach out to those folks. And for those who are alienated and feeling confined, you know, they should pick up the phone and call Catholic Family Services, call Catholic Social Services, get connected with services online. I mean, if you have a smartphone, you can do this. If you have a a computer, you can do this. There there are avenues. And, you know, um, it seems like it would be very complicated. We've had a number of people who have been able to join us online. We know a lot of folks in our reservation communities, which are largely locked down tight. Mm. Um, those families um, deserve to have a response from the broader church and from our Catholic family service and social service agencies. Um, you know, some of those communities are amongst the poorest in the United States. Mm-hmm. And we have a obligation. Uh, the gospel command is very clear. These folks belong to us in a very unique way. And they present the presence of God in the world in which we live. And if we're not actively engaging and reaching out to provide services in communities where there are five, some eight times the national suicide rates, um, I don't think Matthew 25 is going to go very well for many of us. And that is whoever those least of our brothers and sisters Sisters, they belong to us, mm. and we belong to them. And so I'm so grateful to be a part of the Catholic Social Services in the Diocese of Rapid City. We're speaking with Jim Kenyon, Executive Director of Catholic Social Services in the Diocese of Rapid City. We'll be back. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about what we can continue to do to share the gospel with those in need during this time of year and the holidays to promote our health and wellness in all aspects of our lives. Stay with us right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times, us as, as Catholics, we, we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very, uh, 
that we all know, right, that we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when we get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how He sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith, and we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. My guest this morning is Jim Kinian, Executive Director of Catholic Social Services in the Diocese of Rapid City. And uh, we're speaking about uh, health and wellness during the holidays and kind of pushing, uh, looking at those challenges in human life, particularly this year, 2020, with grief or depression, addiction and sadness and how we can really seek out those therapeutic means to stay connected not only to our faith community, stay connected to God through our prayer, but also reaching out to those who are most in need. And of course, as we've been learning all throughout the year, all those who are most vulnerable during this time of the pandemic, those who are isolated and alone. You know, Jim, we were talking about how we should should be earnest about this desire to live the gospel, um, to seek out those who are most poor, those most in need. And at times, uh, we may wonder, should I do it? You know, what I'd like to say is if someone's waiting for permission, if someone's waiting for permission to go and make that phone call, reach out to the other person, then I'm telling you right now, permission granted. Like, <laughs> do it. I mean, the Lord gives us the permission, so uh, do not be afraid. But what else could you say, Jim, as a practitioner and a professional in helping others? You know, what are some other things you can do, piece of advice? Because what about the person who says, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing. How can you reassure them and encourage them? You know, I, I think we all have. And it's interesting, in Mass this morning, um, Father Mark McCormick this was really what he preached about, was the need for forgiveness and the need to reach out to people who, you know, and we all have those folks in our lives hmm. who, you know, um, the relationship didn't go as we had hoped, um, that, that you know, there was a specific hurt or a loss that, that really um, created a, a significant division. And I think we all struggle with, should I reach out? Can I reach out? What do I do? You know, and, and the good news is, is there are, you know, with with the increased methods of communication, there are ways to, to slowly try to rebuild those bridges. You know, to send a text message to say Merry Christmas, thinking about you, um, praying that you're well. Um, you know, really striving to try and, and be a part of the the, the, the the Christmas season is to really try and extend peace and mercy. Um, that's what the Incarnation is all about. Hmm. And sure, it involves risk. And sure, many of us are hurt and we're afraid to to stir up the old conflict. 
Um, but being committed to, to, to being a common community um, and a, and a su- support for one another. You know, it's a tragic thing when, when loved ones die and, and, and some members of family can't come to a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just so critical. You know, the other things are, you know, the great thing is you can buy a little tablet for sometimes $40 at a, at a, at a, at a secondhand store and be able to provide that as a Christmas gift to be able to reach out to grandma mm-hmm. or grandpa. Um, those real practically right, writing a letter, that, that's the old-fashioned way of doing it. Um, emails, um, um, you know, Facebook messengers, is this whole wide range of, of ways that we can do that. Um, and like I said, telehealth is a new service. And you know, I was on Catholic Family Services website today, and I see that they, as well as us, have a way to help people get connected, um, to get to those recovery and support services. You know, most often um, treatment uh, with depression, um, we begin to feel like we're hopeless, like we're beyond help, like nobody cares. And I think the Catholic community's support of Catholic social services and charities is a communication they do care. Hmm. Um, every year at our annual bank, we usually have 850 people turn up. And for those people who I work with that really feel alone or alienated as if nobody cares, I give them a free ticket. Mm. I say, I want you to come to this, and I want you to look at the 800 people who are seated out in this audience. We do it at Palm Sunday. Mm. 800 people that are here are all your friends. They may not know your name, but they care about you. And the fact that we're able to do what we're able to do every year is a result of that care. Um, yeah, our faith community is an extraordinarily dynamic force of love and life. And it is a way for us to unrelease the power of the gospel that you talk about every single Sunday to us. Jim, what would you say to someone right now who maybe has been suffering silently? Um, they may be experiencing uh, the range of emotions or some of the things we've reached out, and they're at that point where they think, I don't know how much more I can take of this or here we're entering into a new year 2021 and we're all praying we're all hopeful we're asking for god's peace we're asking for relief from suffering from anxiety we're asking for the goodness of public health to be restored so that we we can enter into a life filled with joy and love but if they're in that mode of depression despair or sadness they the darkness may seem to be overcrowding the light what words can you encourage them to seek that help or to reach out to one of these circles of support that may be available to them, either in their parish or in uh, Catholic social services in their area? What are some words that you can give to encourage them to make that leap and reach out for help? You know, some of the things I would say are, are you know, be conscious of what you're allowing in. Hmm. Um, be aware you know, and be aware of what your focus and preoccupation is. Some folks simply need to turn off CNN radio mm-hmm. and Fox News. Mm-hmm. They get overwhelmed and just pounded at by negativity and everything that's going wrong in the world. Mm-hmm. There's great reason to have hope. John Paul, when we were talking about some cataclysmic ending of the world in 2000, called this the springtime of the church. I don't think we're past that springtime yet. I'm still confident that if God has given me today, he still has a plan mm. and a hope for me to be able to experience his love and his life. 
and to be able to extend that love and life to people near me. Um, that's who we are. That's what we're created to do. Too many people are overwhelmed either by depression or by fear. And God calls us to live a life of love and, and wants us to engage. He's given us today as a grace to be able to extend grace to others and to be able to experience that in relationship with one another. The incarnation, the answer to your question is the incarnation. To realize that in a very real way, Christ didn't come to save humanity. He comes as a little child into the world, so we have no fear of him. And he comes to extend life and love right here in our midst. And to believe that Christ's birth this day, this Christmas season, is a personal invitation into relationship with him. So, yeah, that would be my answer to that. And that's the great uh, reality that Christ will redeem our human nature um, when the Word became flesh, that mystery of the Incarnation, that it raises our awareness that the Lord knows, and that that's the glory of our faith is that we have a God who understands our human experience and all the realities that we face in human life, whether it be that disappointment, that frustration, that sadness, or that depression. You know, when he suffered that agony on the cross, he experienced it all, and he did that for the sake of redeeming us and saving us, pulling us back from the clutches of fear, sadness, and death, and leading us to the light of his life and love and goodness in the kingdom of heaven. And he wants us to experience that here on earth so that we can share it with others so that they too may be partakers and sharers in this goodness of divine life, this life of love, this new springtime that you spoke about so endearingly, Jim. And so what a great uh, reassurance for us that we have a God who loves us, he's come to save us, and that's what Christmas is all about, is that reminder that he's become one of us in order to bring us to the goodness of his grace. You know, there's great resources available. Jim, for your teleservices, as we kind of, you know, kind of looking towards, um, you know, wrapping up here this morning with you, Jim, if someone wanted to use those teleservices, um, I know you have a service area, but you could also do referrals for people in other areas of the country as well. How does someone use those services if they're at home? Um, we have about a minute left, but wh where would someone start looking for that? You know, if, if I were to be doing it, one, I would just pick up the phone and call my local Catholic Family Services or Catholic Social Services or Catholic Charities office and just ask about the telehealth services and if they're available and, and, and how we go about affording those services if those are needed. But that's one line. For us, obviously, it's to jump on Catholic Social Services website. And uh, there's actually a registration portal right there. And getting connected um, with a counselor as quickly as possible is certainly doable. But, you know, whether you do that through a mental health center or, or you do that by, by attending a 12-step group, um, however you do that, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the essential piece is to take that step, to not live in fear or hopelessness any longer, and to extend out and realize that God has got a more full life for us and that he wants us to recover from depression and that our life is worth living. Um, being clear that depression will talk us out of that. Hmm. And we need to put the disease in the corner, and that will allow the disease to put us in the corner of hopelessness any longer. Well, 
Praise God, Jim, and, and thank you for this beautiful testimony and reminding us that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. Thanks, Jim Kenyon from Rapid City Catholic Social Services for being with us. God bless you, Jim, and have a good day. Up next, we'll be talking here on Real Presence Live about new technology and all its benefits, but also some of the things that come with too much technology in our lives. We'll be discussing this next right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 